man. Welcome to the Badam Ching with Carl. Howdy, my riders, and welcome on back to the Badam Ching with Carl, man. <laughs> How y'all out there, man? Huh? Staying safe? I hope not, man. Right? Ain't you guys tired of wearing masks and stuff? Ah, just, just fuck it, man. Just do your thing, right? Just go wild. See what happens. Let me know. Let me know what happens when you do that. I'm not going to do that, but like you guys should do that. My rowdy should do that. This seems like a rowdy thing to do. Speaking of a rowdy thing to do, episode two of my ex-roommate edition, man. We got Connor Larson. Connor, man. Connor Larson. Am I right? Some people know what that means, you know. Connor, man, like, like this is a banger. He's a banger. Like, at one point, Connor had more, uh, like, independent shows than anybody. Like, he was the king of, like, like uh, breweries for some reason. He didn't even drink beer. You know, that's the irony. This man was just like, wherever there's beer, I'm going to have comedy. And he made it work, man. And I've seen this dude, like, work and work and work. Uh, a little twerk. A little twerk in there. Sometimes he twerked. But, like, I've seen this guy work and work and twerk. <laughs> but, like, like he, he continued to write, and he's become a great comedian, and 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 he's doing it full time now, man. Like, uh, and it's a guy I lived with for a long time, and I applaud him for his journey. And you're gonna hear a little bit about his journey <laughs> somehow. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further to do, my ex roommate, my main man, <clears throat> Connor Larson. I don't like going to the doctor. I don't like going to the doctor because I can't figure out what's going on there. You know, whenever I go to the doctor, whatever the doctor does has nothing to do with what he asks me next. That's what I hate, you know? Like, I go in there, and he looks in my ear with a light, and then he's like, all right, take off all your clothes. And this is my heartbeat. He's like, are you, are you sexually active? I'm like, what did you hear? It's like, ba-bum, ba-bum. This guy's a virgin. Like, what is going on? told me to use condoms, and that hurt my feelings because we were not on that topic. Just out of nowhere, he was like, we don't need more of you. But uh, I don't understand condoms. I gotta be honest. I mean, I know how they work. I'm not, I'm not confused. I'm not like putting them on my hands and making like a puppet. I'm not doing that. But here's what I don't understand. I don't understand how the condom pricing Because as far as I can tell, condoms and balloons exactly the same thing. This show's happening. You can get on board or not, but this show is happening. I want you to know that. Doesn't make sense, you know? It doesn't, balloons cost what, like 10 cents for 3,000 balloons? Give or take, depending on the stock market. Uh, and then you go to the store, and you're like, hey, how much are condoms? And the guy's like, it's $10 for three of them. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because uh, you want to sex real bad. That's why, so give me the money. Sucks. Here's what I've learned. That guy's right. You gotta buy condoms. You gotta buy them. You can't make them, right? 
sense. <laughs> Even if they're just as good, you're gonna scare your partner. That's the problem. <laughs> do you have a condom? Boy, do I. Homemade, homemade. I like to sit out back and sew them while I go to the Lord's Prayer to myself. That's what I like to do. That's my thing. <laughs> Started that man was that Wagner? I was, uh, I believe that was Josh Wagner. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, I was going up and he just started doing the perfectly spaced syllables, and then it now it's, it'll never die. It happens every time I do the East Room. <laughs> yeah, it, only at the East Room. Only right? at the East Room. Yeah, you got to keep that shit going. Yeah. yeah, Connor, how the hell you been, man? I'm good, man. It's good to see you. You too, man. Like yeah. you, you've been busy, B, man. Like you're like probably yeah. the most uh, one of the more busy people through COVID Defying, times. Uh, all local and federal guidelines. I've been very busy during COVID. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been weird because I didn't, you know, everyone's a lot less busy in comedy. And uh, I've gotten lucky and been able to do, you know, some shows in the fall and it's picking back up. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I was living here. Actually, I'll backtrack. We're in the house that I used Yeah, to we in. are. Yeah, We're reunited, man. Volume two of my ex-roommate edition. You've right been a roommate man. series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Started with that. Wagner, and you're you're the second one, then the other guy will be Yeah, part three, yeah. Chance yeah. Willie, he'll be the third one. There it is. Look, oh, yeah, that's a sneak peek right there. Sneak peek, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember when the shutdown happened, and, like, you were sitting on the couch with nothing to do for only like two weeks, man. Then you started hitting the road like pretty fast. Yeah. Well, so I remember right when COVID happened, I had a weekend where I had nine weekends, every, like in, like different people calling me to cancel. Uh, so I had nine weekends in a row just go like, hey, we're canceled, we're canceled, we're canceled. And I was just sitting there being like, all right, I guess I'm not a comedian anymore. Yeah. And then uh, some places opened back up and like, June, but not a lot, and real, real small crowds, real socially distanced, and it was a it was a weird time doing comedy. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful I got to do it, but it was strange, <laughs> very weird. What was the uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was it like? Or reduced pay scale at all? Were you oh yeah, hits? everything was reduced. Everything the the 
the pay was reduced, the audience was reduced, the art form was reduced, (laughs) the entire uh, industry was pretty reduced. How do you fight through that, like driving, you know, six plus hours to a gig? I think it's just, you're always, I mean, there's been some people that have been really good to me, but but usually in comedy, you're always like, this isn't a good deal, but I love doing this. Mm -hmm. But road comedy's never like, I'm doing this because it makes financial (laughs) sense. (laughs) That's, That's never why you do it. Uh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know. It's just so fun to be on stage, man. It's like, especially when you're, you know, I'm in my 20s. I'm like, if I can get on stage and get paid for it and make a living, that's all I care about. And then, you know, if I can get paid more later, that's great. But for now, just focus on getting on stage. Good for you, man. Connor, can we uh, backtrack on that, man? Because I'd love to hear a little bit about the, uh, your history of comedy. How the origin you, story? Yes, the origin. How did you get into this thing, man? So I always wanted to do comedy. Uh, and I had like the opposite. You know, everyone's got like doing comedy broke my parents' heart. I had the mm-hmm. opposite. My dad did comedy in the 80s on like a local level. I would, I would bury him now. If he hears this, I want him to know. He would be hosting and I would feature. What's his name? Uh, Gary Larson. Yeah, he's going to hear this, man. Yeah, he's going to hear it. He's going to know. <laughs> I'm doing. He's doing ten minutes, and I'm doing the rest of the show. But uh, <laughs> no, he was always super cool. Uh, so I knew I was like, I want to do comedy. He's cool with it. I graduated. I went to four colleges. It took me a while to figure out what was happening. You mm-hmm. know, community college. Then I went to Florida State. Um, the day I graduated, I got a call from my cousin Ian in Toronto, and he said, "I have a sailboat. I used to live on it." But now I have a family. So if you want to come live on this sailboat, you can come live on it. And I didn't really know Ian that well at the time. And I'd never been to Toronto. And I was like, okay. So I just drove to Canada and started living on this 16-foot sailboat. Like, I couldn't even stand up on the boat. It was, I mean, it was awesome, but it was small. (laughs) And uh, I started doing open mics in Toronto. And I just started bombing left and right. I remember the first one was at a place called... The Ossington on Ossington Street in Toronto, mm. and I had no idea how anything worked. I didn't get how the light worked. I told this story about my brother farting on my cousin's face, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is probably like a seven-minute joke." <laughs> and looking back, it's like that was, if anything, like a twelve-second bad joke. <laughs> like it was, it was terrible. <laughs> and uh, I drove home and, on the boat, and was just like. What am I doing? <laughs> like, what happened? Like, how did I get here? Yeah, man. And so I was there for, man, six, seven months. And uh, doing just doing open mics in Toronto. Somebody let me, uh, a guy named Jimmer, let me do a bar show. Mm-hmm. And like it was a few months in. And I won that. And it was, I mean, it was like four comics. And somebody had to win. And they gave me like $30 Canadian. And I was like, is it? Like, I made it, you know, yeah, yeah. in the industry. And uh, then I moved to Nashville that after that year because it got cold and I had to leave the boat. Why Nashville? I had a buddy, one of my best friends, uh, Robert Forrester. He's okay. He lives in Nashville. And I'd been up here just, like, visiting him while he was in college. And I liked it. And I knew Zany's, like, a big club. Mm-hmm. So I went and saw Joey Diaz. Yeah. I was the first time I ever saw Zany's. And... I liked it. I liked the city, you know, and it's kind of that weird phase where you're like 23 and you're like, well, if I go home, there's a good chance I'll stay home, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me just stay here. And I lived in my friend's parents' basement. 
Okay. Yeah, it was great. From uh, sailboat to friends. Yeah, well, but, yeah but it's so much worse. Because on a sailboat, you can like bring a girl back and she'll be like, maybe he's yeah. maybe he's doing this because he you know, is like an outlaw or he's cool. Yeah. When you live in your friend's parents' basement, <laughs> you can't bring anybody back and you know nobody should go back with you. They're like, no should. thanks, nerd. Yeah, they're like, all right, dude. Well, that's cool. Take down this Space Jam poster and call me in a year. Uh, yeah, man, so I live there. That's where I met Chance Willie. Our, uh, oh, our yeah. third roommate, and just started doing open mics, and then, man, it just kind of snowballed, you know? Started getting, got a spot at Zany's. Dusty Slay was the guy who, uh, Dusty did a million things for me, and he's, you know, one of my great friends, but took me on the road, mm-hmm. helped me get into clubs, started doing the comedy zones, the loony bins, all the clubs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, just kind of started working my way up that way. Yeah, like I said, just kind of snowballs, right? Yeah, it's, it just accumulates. You know, you just got to keep doing gigs. And it's weird what leads to what, you know? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, this gig seems, this is like a Wednesday a Wednesday night show that pays 30 bucks might lead to, like, a cool weekend that actually pays well. You know, sure. so it's it's kind of a, I guess you got to just, like, it's like anything that you're pursuing. You just got to, like, believe it's going to work out even when it, Makes no logical sense to... You're like, I don't see a path, but I'm going to keep believing there is one. <laughs> Man, like, uh, you're a guy that... You know, I started, what, maybe two years ago, just open mic and stuff, but, like, your comedy has gotten better and better and better. Like, well, thanks, dude. In the That's past nice. two years, man, like... Um, were you just writing a lot more? Was it stage time? Was it all these things? Uh, it was everything. I mean, yeah. I think the stage time thing is really weird because you do... I remember watching stuff early on and just being like, I'll never be able to do that. Like the first time I saw somebody do crowd work, I was like, I'll never be able to do that. Yeah, man, for sure. And then now it's like, oh yeah, you can do that. Like you just, it's, you just wake <laughs> up and after doing enough shows and like, you know, having it not work and not work and then it starts working and you just kind of realize like, oh, now I have this, I assume it's like music, you know, you're a musician, like you start mm-hmm. doing, you're like, I'll never be able to play that song. Right, and then after a while you're like, I can play that song easy, and it just kind of comes from stage time and doing it. But the writing's big. I hate that is the hardest thing, you know, just sitting there and being like, you feeling unfunny? It's eight in the morning, and you're like, Ugh, right. you guys ever notice the dolphins are they're like water dogs? And you're just like, I can't, <laughs> I can't bring this on stage. Going back to bed. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's no, I never feel less funny than like trying to write a new bit and just being like what is this mm-hmm. this is the worst idea ever <laughs> just so bad <laughs> well dude, i know like also pre-covid man uh i mentioned this to you earlier and like you probably have more uh you're hosting more shows in town like yeah than most people i think you know like well, a lot yeah. of breweries you know i had a we had i guess we had four we had a thursday friday the whole idea was to get like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that way comics from other towns can come to Nashville yeah. and do it. Because we have a great scene. We just don't have enough. I mean, I'm sure every comic says this about every scene. There's always like, there's not enough shows. But uh, yeah, pre-COVID, it was great to have all those shows and have people come in. And it was also great. Those were like bar shows and independent shows are great to kind of try stuff in a way where I'm not worried about. You know, if a club books me, I feel a responsibility to do well. These people paid for tickets. You know, you're, the club has a reputation you kind of want to do well mm-hmm. on a bar show especially the free ones you really have a freedom to be like let me see this weird idea that mm-hmm. maybe this will work and then you know kind of refine new jokes and yeah those are great man those are really fun I love doing those it's a bummer COVID shut them down but when everything is safe and possible we'll get them back going it'll be fun was that was that your inception um, 
before you even started the shows was to have outside comics. Yeah, coming yeah, in. definitely. Because I mean, a that's one of the that's just so fun, you know, meeting out of town comics. Like some of my favorite people in comedy, uh, I met like that. I met Mandel, who's like one of the funniest dudes yeah. ever from Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I met Rand Barnaclow from Cincinnati, who's like. Rand's the man. He came and just... He just stayed with us and did the weekend of shows. I didn't even know the guy. Okay. And he stayed with us, and by the end of it, I was like, I love that guy. He's so funny. He's a nice dude. So it was a great... Yeah, those shows were awesome, man. Just having people come in, getting to know cool comics, and being able to be like... Being able to give people stage time and some money and a reason to come to Nashville... For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I think it works twofold too, right? Because you you expand your circle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the whole country. You know yeah, I mean? there's so, definitely the reciprocity thing where you're like, yeah, hey man, now when I come to wherever, <laughs> can you help me get on a show? Right. Yeah. In the beginning, I was definitely very like trying to figure out how to get if there if you can't get up in Nashville, how can I get up in Chattanooga? How can I get up in Memphis? How can you know whatever it is? Just because yeah. you got to get the stage time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea, and it, and it obviously was working, man. And, like, uh, talk about all these out-of-town comics, man. Like, when we were living here, Comedy House, baby. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, man, you were here for all so much of that, man. We had yeah. comics coming all the time. Yeah, man. Just crashing, crashing this house that is not built for that many people. Yeah, you know, and, like, one guy in particular, it, and you and Chance were, were out of town, but it was Chris Higgins staying on, on the couch. Oh, Chris man. Rules, yeah, And, like, yeah. I'd never met the guy before, and it was just me and him. Yeah. And, like, uh, we still had conflicting schedules, but, like, we hung out, like, a few nights. And yeah. It's a great dude, man. He's a great know? dude. It's also so funny just ha- when you look back. It's like, that's a thing you can only really do. From Chicago, right? It's yeah, Chicago, Chicago comic. Very yeah, funny yeah. guy. Uh, like, but where you're just like, I don't know this comic. Here's the key to my house. <laughs> <laughs> like to sleep in my bed and you know do what it's just like the, I mean you know you kind of love comics if you're a comedian yeah so the amount of people who stayed here and you know people would probably say don't do that but it worked out great yeah. met a lot of friends and nothing bad happened this house no. is not burned down it's still here yeah yeah, yeah. I changed my sheets it's fine do you? yeah I changed oh. after, I mean after after a comic stays in your bed you're like I'm getting new sheets <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even changing these I'm getting new ones that, that's true. I mean, uh, you know, the, the couch that uh, I brought into this house, uh, Wagner oh, yeah. slept on, and it makes sense when I saw pictures of y'all taking it to the dump. Yeah, like, that, that yeah, couch I think went needs through to go. a lot, man. That yeah. couch. Well, so also that couch became the porch couch. <laughs> oh, nice. And then it got rained on. Uh-huh. And then it, I mean, there was a whole, that couch had an arc. It, it had to go, man. We should have burned it and pushed it into a lake, like a, yeah. like a Viking thing. Yeah, yeah, right beside that uh, boat you lived exactly. on. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot a flaming arrow at it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably land of a thousand laughs and two thousand tears, man. You exactly. Know <laughs> yeah, that couch went through a lot, man. That couch saw a lot of, a lot of sadness and a lot of uh, riffing. <laughs> Dude, like uh, another thing is like, uh, you want to talk about like how you got to start emceeing at, at Zany's? Oh, like, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that, that was trajectory. Trajectory. The first show I ever did at Zany's was the comedy at the Yazoo that showcase they used to do Mm -hmm. and I was so nervous I remember that day and then uh, do you remember how that went yeah so they had like nine people and a bunch of really funny people on it and uh, especially like it was like Chance you know like Mm -hmm. you know our third roommate who's he's very funny so I was like ah you know like you basically somebody wins the thing and then they host the next month and the judging was like very informal and unclear. They just like pointed at the, they pointed at you, and then the audience would go like, "Woo!" And then they'd point at somebody else, and they'd go like, 
Woo! And they'd be like, clearly, who's that guy? And you'd be like, what? That sounded identical. Um, so I did that show, and I got... I, I had a good set, and remember I won that show, and I'm super excited. I mean, they're, at the time, you think it's like, I won this, so now Netflix will call me. But mm-hmm. looking back, it's like, <laughs> that's not how that works at all. Uh, so I did that, and then I hosted the next month at Fort Lex. So you host the next showcase. Mm-hmm. And then I think Lucy sent me to stand-up live to do like the stand-up, the, the showcase they have down there in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so I won the one at Zany's, and I was like, I'm, you know, clearly I'm going to keep winning forever. That's just how yeah. comedy works. Yeah, for sure. And I, there were 10 people on that show in Huntsville, and I probably got like 11th. Like, it was, it was such a hard bomb mm. that people were like, is he okay? Like, it was like, <laughs> like, you know when you start bombing and they start getting uncomfortable? They're not even, like, disappointed. They're just like, this is making me sad how sad this guy should be. Um <laughs> So that was awesome. It was fun. It was cool to win one and then bomb so hard on the other. And then <laughs> kind, of, kind of brings you back to earth, I guess. A little oh, bit. it's so it's. I was for like the eight days in between those two shows. I'm sure I was so annoying. Mm. You know, just being like, mm, I won. Uh, <laughs> and then I got to host for Dusty took me on the road, and I got to host at like Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. and uh, just a bunch of really valuable experience. And then I'm trying to remember the first weekend I got at Zany's. It might have been... I know uh, Dusty had me on his monthly show. And then... I think it was Tom Rhodes. Okay. Who's a nice, cool guy. And we did stand-up live. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Lucy, uh, the booker at Zany's, is just... She's always been great. And, like, she found comics that she thought I'd be a good fit for. And she just gave me stage time and kind of helped me develop. And then... It's funny. When you look back, you realize, like... Oh, they're helping you become a feature. Yeah. But at the time, you're just like, I don't know what's happening. I can't figure it out. And uh, yeah, looking back, man, they kind of groomed me to be a feature, which was really a lucky break. Yeah, I got to do a lot of weekends at Zany's, and that was awesome. Yeah, that's very cool, man. Yeah, and then just doing them at other clubs. I did all the loony bins. Uh, I did a bunch of comedy zones and bonkers in Florida. There was a live pit bull in the audience. I don't know why I said live. They're always... Live, there was a loose pit bull. Loose pit bull, yeah, okay. no leash. Oh, great! Just in the audience. That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, in Daytona, and I remember it was my birthday, uh-huh. and I went back to the hotel, and I was in a, uh, a like the honeymoon suite because mm-hmm. like not because it was cool because they were like who cares, and it was I was in a heart shaped bathtub on my birthday, just being like I don't know what I've. I don't know how I've gotten here. This is not this is not a good sign, man. But yeah, those were fun days. That's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the you. other bonkers I did in Orlando was a bowling alley, and if you didn't if the joke didn't really land, you could hear somebody get a strike. Oh. Like nice. you'd say it, you wouldn't really laugh, and you'd be like, and you'd be like, damn it. <laughs> we could treat that like, you know, thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> they, I think they gave like free bowling to people after. Oh, sweet. And there were there were definitely some people who were like, when is this over? Because I want to go bowl. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the South. Yeah, it was awesome. You gotta love it, man. Well, dude, man, this house looks great. You know, it looks uh, a lot cleaner than when I was living yeah, here. Yeah, man, man. Chance, uh, Chance had a vision and he executed it. We got... New curtains. We got some art. It's uh, 
It's nice, man. It was always a nice place to live, but yeah. this is definitely a 2.0. It's a different version. That know? is, man. Do you have any uh, memories of, of us living together? Oh, man, dude. The quarantine was crazy. Yeah. I yeah. remember that time uh, when you were living here and the power went out. Oh, okay. Yeah, And yeah, you yeah. came over and you and I just drank till like three in the morning uh-huh. just talking about like everything in the dark. <laughs> in the dark. And like my phone died and I was just like, man, I'm really like just, my phone died, it's COVID and I'm just alone in the dark here. <laughs> and coincidentally, I scaled back my drinking immensely like about a month later. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but that's, my, that's my like, one of my big memories was during that month though. Oh like, yeah, we had a great time. We had a great time. You know, I think oh, we really yeah. hit it off, you know. It's like, we had a great, and also man, like it was this weird thing where time didn't matter. Yeah. You'd be like, I could go to bed at two. I could go to bed at nine. I could. It's like, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. What is she going to do? Nothing. Yeah, man. I, you know, I remember the pub opened back up and you were going in there and it was mm-hmm. like, it was like watching your, your son come home from war. <laughs> we were like, how is it out there? We were like, it's crazy. <laughs> they got electricity and everything. Yeah, man. It was, uh, that, I mean, look, you know, obviously it sucked and COVID has sucked. In so many ways. But it was a cool, weird thing to live through. It really was, man. Like, I, I attribute that to, I think, us having a, a nice bonding experience, you know. It was, Absolutely. It was a good time. And, like, and also during that time, uh, I was getting turned on to UFC for the first time in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. I was always a boxing guy. I was always like, nah, I ain't going to watch that. But, like, you always had it playing. Oh, man. And it just caught my eye. It I was is. Like, it, I, yeah. I'm into it now. It's you know? taken over my life. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so shocked. Like... If you told 18-year-old me what a UFC fan I'd become, mm-hmm. he'd be like, no, come on, man. Like, please tell me he's not wearing <laughs> tap-out shirts and showing oh, yeah. out librarians or whatever. But sure. But you're wearing a tap-out shirt right now, so. Yeah, well, this is this oh. is technically not a tap-out shirt. It's a, a war horse. This is Chance's shirt. Oh, it's okay. War saloon. Oh, but, okay. man, I have become such a UFC fan, and it's uh Do you even know how that happened? <laughs> I, it was Conor McGregor, you know? Was, oh, okay. You get one charismatic Irish guy who... His name is my name. I mean, it was. Oh, okay, was that makes happen. sense. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I love that sport, and it's just—it was so cool during the quarantine because nothing was on. Yeah. So you were just watching these guys fight in this empty arena. <laughs> We'd have, you know, you, me, and Chance. Just it was like a nice bonding thing. It was, man. And like you're sitting there on your rowing machine, rowing. Yeah. Rowing. <laughs> yeah. I remember I moved the rowing machine out to the living room. That's that's really where all my goals have gotten during COVID. Like some, like a lot of people are like, I want to get married and find love. I'm like, I want to see how many pull-ups I can do. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, man, maybe, maybe but, grow up and focus yeah. on other stuff. But that's another thing too. It's like, because uh, after uh, like or at least after the first month or so of uh, quarantine, like both of you and Chance really just got dedicated to health. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And well, I saw y'all like six months later. It's like, shit, I'm yeah. fat and little ripped. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, Chance was was leading the way on that. Chance Chance uh, kind of cut back uh, on the booze, and, and then I just watched his life improve in every yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Like, oh, man, maybe there's something to it. Like, I did Sober October with him, and yeah. he never looked back. And, no. You know, the day after, I was like, I'm back, you know? Yeah. But like, <laughs> November 1st, you were like, we're hitting it hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, he figured it out, and then he was running. My chance of running, like, 12 mm-hmm. miles a day. Yeah. And uh, it was, dude, quarantine was so awesome, because you really could, like, get super into, like, let me just, I can be disciplined, because there's no temptation. I can't go out. Right. I can't date. So if I quit drinking and just, you know, I kind of became one of those crazy exercise people where it's like, you start to feel anxious, yeah. you go exercise till you're not. 
And uh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think there's any problem with it. I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> no, I dig it, man. Like it, it's actually inspired me to. I actually bought some running shoes. Hell yeah, man! That's you know, awesome. I have them. Yeah. So that's the first step. That is the first step. <laughs> that's half the battle, man. Just getting it and being like, all right, I'm gonna get into the mindset. Right. And uh, yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. My gym opened up pretty early on, and uh, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And been going back and. Yeah, man, it was like, yeah, there's not a lot of opportunities in your life as an adult to just, like, reset. Like, if you're, like, a 16-year-old wrestler, you can just be like, we're going to make state and really go for it. But <laughs> as a 28-year-old, you're like, yeah, how am I going to start working out every day? I got to go, you know, I had to drive to comedy clubs. I got work. I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And when that all stopped, man, it was awesome. You could really just dial it in. And then, yeah, it was a, uh, it was fun to come out of the, like, started seeing people again. And they were like... Did you get in shape? And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great. That's a great moment. You, that's like you know, in, in high school, you come back from the summer, uh-huh. and somebody like has become a man. Overnight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They got a mustache. You're like, what yeah. happened to you? Sophomore yeah. year, they got a beard. You're like, what? How did this happen? For me, man, I'm wearing like my old uh, like '90s band shirts, yeah. so they're extra larges. I so like it, this. It, look, it man. appears that I'm I've lost the weight. I'm like, yeah. no, just wearing huge clothes now. This is a good yeah. look. This is you know, <laughs> Vietnam was the forgotten war. This is a great look. Yeah. I like it. Okay. You know? Yeah, it's a look. <laughs> You're like, I'm not willing to co-sign that it's a great look. It's a look. <laughs> well, Connor, man, like, uh, uh, I know you're still on the road, man. Like, what's, what's up yeah. to these days, dude? So now uh, I am uh, opening for Rodney Carrington. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it's a great, Rodney's the man, great guy. How, how that happened? do you know? That Yeah, I do know. It was uh, Aaron Weber, who him and Dusty and Lucy yeah. have all been... Oh, those three have done a ton for me That's since great, I've man. done comedy. Um, and Aaron took me to the Stardome in Birmingham, and I did a show there. And then the owner of the Stardome, who's great friends with Rodney, saw me, and he called me, and they put me in touch. And then I like, auditioned to be his opener. And then yeah, man, I've been on tour with him for a little while now, and it looks like we're going through the year. So it's great, man. Rodney rules. Right next week we'll be we're doing a casino in Fort Myers. And then one in Imolaki, Florida, and then Jacksonville. And then we'll be at Zany's for, I think we're doing nine sold-out shows. Damn. Yeah, Rodney, Rodney's going to draw, man. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no joke. So, yeah, it's been awesome. We got, I mean, I'm just so happy to have paid comedy work right now. And it's, it's uh, yeah, super grateful for that. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, Connor, where can the people find you on the online, man? They can find me. Uh, I got a website. ConnorLarsonComedy.com. That's got uh, you know all my dates. It's got a shirt. If you want to buy a shirt, yeah, yeah, you just got your got shirt, shirt today, I man. Got that shirt today, dog. That's right. Look at that thing. Hell, it's gonna be <laughs> my favorite joke. <show> <laughs> oh, I'm glad, man. I like that one. Uh, and then on Instagram, Connor Larson Comedy. I didn't get on Twitter uh, ever, mm-hmm. and I stand by that decision because. I've yet to meet anybody who seems happy <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> so uh, don't find me on there, but yeah, I think that's it, man. Instagram, the website, send me a weird DM. I got a guy the other day, he, he said, uh, said, you ever do comedy in Iran? Mm. And I was like, no. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a great comedy place. Right. Days. Yeah. It's like, so, I'm not going to sign up for that. Yeah. Maybe. It, was, it was a nice, it was a very flattering message that the guy was like, maybe this guy is an international act. And okay. I was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
That sounds about right, man. <laughs> Connor, appreciate you doing this with hey, us, Hey, thanks man. for doing it, man. It was Hell fun. Yeah, it was great man. to see you, man. Yeah, you too, man. You look good. house looks good, and I feel bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you later, dude. All right, man. See you, dude. And there it is, guys. Appreciate y'all for hanging out, man. As always, follow the, the dumb chain on all platforms, man. Tell your friends. Dude, like, somehow, <laughs> somehow we're, like, top 100 in, in, in the country right now for stand-up podcasts. That's stupid. So, keep it up, man. Let's get more stupid, I guess, you know? Like, maybe, you know, I can buy a fence <laughs> for a house I don't own. <laughs> dude, dude, seriously, plenty more bangers to come. We ain't stopping, we ain't slowing down. And as always, check it out. Happy Friday and see you later.